This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Squeeze Kids! It's your daily news fix. Fun, free, fresh. Hello and welcome to Squiz Kids, your fresh take on what's happening in the world around you. I'm Bryce Corbett. It's Wednesday, May 26. In Squiz Kids Today, herd immunity explained. Crabs versus ants on Christmas Island. Sally Fitzgibbon surfs to victory. And how bin chickens and crocs are ganging up on the Gold Coast. That's what's making news, kid style. The Lowdown. We've spoken a lot in these past six months about vaccines. And you may have heard the expression herd immunity thrown around in the news in the last few weeks. So what does it mean and why is it something that we're working towards? Herd immunity might sound like something that would only be of interest to a cattle farmer, but it's actually a medical term to describe where all countries of the world hope to be at some stage soon with respect to the coronavirus. It's the point at which enough people in the community have been vaccinated so that not only are they less likely to get the disease, they're also less likely to pass it on to others. Now, why is that important? Because eventually we want to be in a position where no matter how hard that nasty COVID virus tries, it finds it really difficult to find anyone in Australia or anyone in any other country of the world for that matter to infect. That's how, in years gone by, we've managed to beat other contagious diseases like smallpox, polio, diphtheria, rubella and many others. Diseases that happily you will most likely never have to worry about because of worldwide vaccine programs that happened long before you were even born. So yeah, in a nutshell, it's a bit like a cattle farmer doing what he or she has to do to protect their herd. And I say moo to that. On the subject of herd immunity, Melbourneites were yesterday getting reacquainted with their masks after new cases of COVID were detected in a suburb north of the Victorian capital. There's been no lockdown declared yet, and fingers and toes crossed there won't be, but as a precaution, everyone in Greater Melbourne has been told to wear masks again when indoors. That means primary school teachers in Melbourne will be teaching from behind a mask. But students are not required to wear one. But just because your mouths aren't covered, it's not an invitation to talk in class whenever you want. Am I right, teachers? Spin the globe. Each day we give the world globe a spin and find a new story from wherever it stops. And today we've landed on Christmas Island, which, despite being 1,500 kilometres away from the Australian mainland and smack bang in the middle of the Indian Ocean, is actually a part of Australia. And it's there that scientists are carefully watching a battle play out between the island's famous red crabs and an introduced species called crazy ants. The crazy ants spray acid into the eyes of the crabs, blinding them before attacking and eating them alive. Gross. The crazy ants are believed to have already killed off millions of the island's iconic red crabs. Rangers and conservationists are working together now to work out how to control the population of crazy ants. 
Christmas Island red crabs perform an annual migration which has to be seen to be believed. And lucky for you, I've stuck a link to an excellent video of just that in today's episode notes. Sport time! With barely two months to go before the Olympic Games are to kick off in Tokyo, where surfing will feature for the first time, Aussie champ Sally Fitzgibbons has set her sights on a gold medal with a blistering win at the World Surf League event off WA's Rotnest Island yesterday. Sally, who's a proud New South Wales South Coast girl, has leaped to number two in the world thanks to her performance at Rotnest Island, which means she is now going into the Olympics in a strong position to bring home a medal. Fellow Aussie, Morgan Chibalik came close to winning the men's event, but he was finally nosed out by world number one, Brazil's Gabriel Medina. I think gnarly is the word the surfer kids use, or do I just sound like the biggest dad ever? Animal Kingdom Bin chickens, tip turkeys, scary black-headed dinosaur birds, or just plain ibis. Whatever you call them, ibises living on the Gold Coast are fast developing a reputation for being as smart as they are ugly. Animal control officers on the Goldie, who have been trying to control the number of ibises there, report that the birds are going to greater lengths to avoid being caught. Some have taken to building their nests above busy freeways where they know animal control officers can't reach them. Others have taken it a step further and built their nests above the crocodile enclosure at a local zoo, knowing that no animal control officer in his or her right mind is going to crawl into a crocodile enclosure to get them. And because they are so good at scavenging for food and sticking their long beaks into bins... The ibis has also pushed lots of other native birds out of their habitats. An ibis stole my potato scallop at a picnic the other day. Not a fan. Spaced out. Hey, this is just a quick reminder to not forget tonight is Blood Moon and Lunar Eclipse Night. From about 9pm if you're on the east coast of Australia, 8.30pm in the NT or South Australia, and a very respectable 7pm in WA. If the skies are clear, it's a spectacle you won't want to miss. Time for the quiz. This is the part of the podcast where you get to test how well you've been listening. Question number one. What's the name of the island where red crabs are locked in battle with acid-spitting crazy ants? That's right, it's Christmas Island. Question number two. Name the Aussie surfer who just won a big competition on Rotnest Island. That's right, it's Sally Fitzgibbon. Question number three. What sort of bird is nesting above crocodile enclosures on the Gold Coast to avoid being caught? Yeah, it's the ibis. Or I'll also accept bin chicken or tip turkey. Shout outs. It's May 26. National Sorry Day, a day to remember the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people who were forcibly removed from their families and communities. 
people we now know as the Stolen Generations. It's also a special day for these Squiz kids celebrating a birthday today. Charlotte from Glendenning, Lucy from Oran Park, Sophie from the Sunshine Coast, Mason from Wonturner, Abbe from West Ride, Alex and Ruby, who are both from Abbotsford, Lexi from Panorama, Kellen from Jindalee, Henry from Perth, and Aidan from Sydney. And a belated birthday shout-out to Ping Hui from Wheeler's Hill. And today's classroom shout-outs go to Mr Places Year 5 class at St Francis Xavier Primary School in Geraldton, 5TW at West Ride Public, Mrs Mitakos's class 6.2 at St Mary's in Karanyup, the 7-8 class at Nelson Park School in Geelong, Mrs Berry Porter's 5SB at Albany Hills State School, Mrs White's 5W at Balcombe Hills North, and 3-4 Blue at St John's Catholic School in Richmond. Phew. Don't forget, if you've got a birthday coming up and you want a shout-out, or if you're after a classroom shout-out, drop us a line at squizkids at thesquiz.com.au. Well, that's all we have time for today. Thanks for listening to Squiz Kids. We'll be back again tomorrow. In the meantime, get out there and have a most excellent day. Over and out. Squiz Kids is proudly supported by the Judith Nielsen Institute for Journalism and Ideas. Squiz Kids! It's your daily news fix. Fun, free, fresh.